to be connected with other people over all borders, over all dimensions that could perhaps split us, overcoming those and to be connected with other people on a bi-directional way, so um, a biliteral uh, connection to other people, and also to feel uh, a group feeling in our peer group makes resilient and uh, this is not only es esoterics it's it's not only only um yeah on a thought way it's also quite chemical it's gonna be a really neat behind the scenes and i was like oh my gosh this is so weird because something always magical happens wait what did you just make that up hey it's meredith for real the curious introvert listen each week as i talk with someone new the topics are as ADD as I am, but they'll inspire you to stay curious and grow. Big thanks to our location sponsor, the UWF Historical Trust. Hey, Curiositors, it's me, Meredith. I've always thought of the primary value of diversity to be that it keeps you from missing out on awesome people. Never have I ever thought of it as a strategy for resilience, especially economic and cortisol resilience, these are totally new thoughts for me. I think you will also be surprised by what my guest has to say about the role diversity plays in personal development and also his advice on how to enhance your perspective when using social media, of all things. So thanks for clicking play today, especially if you are a returning listener. If you are, I'd love to hear your feedback on specific episodes and what you want to hear more of in my next monthly Zoom Room Mingle. It's a 45-minute virtual social gathering to get your feedback on past episodes and input for future ones. You can save your spot by clicking the link in the show notes or on my Instagram bio, which is Meredith For Real. And if you're new here, welcome. I started this podcast in 2019 as a project to inspire people to choose curiosity over judgment. I especially like shining light on people who are a paradox, and each guest brings a personal development opportunity along with their story so you can stay curious and grow. There's no particular order to listen to episodes, so just, you know, have a look around and hit play on whatever grabs your attention. All right, everyone, enjoy the show. Resilience and perspective. Are those two things related? Can you get better perspective with better resilience? And does this work in our personal lives and our relationships? What about at work? Well, my next guest works for a global telecommunications company and frequently trains on topics like these. Today, he's going to share his perspective on perspective, the role diversity plays in resilience, and some culturally nuanced observations. Diversity campaigner, thoughtfully funny, not your average German, Marcus Heidenreich. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And uh, thank you for being part of your show. Thanks very much. Well, you said you're not 100% classically German. So can you explain to my 90% American audience what that means for you? Yeah. So when we get um, into cultural trainings about uh, collaboration with other uh, countries, people, I always ask myself, what do they get uh, teached about what is typical for Germans? So uh, the other people also get into cultural trainings. And I always have the question, what do you learn about me in those, in those trainings? And they always say they learn about 
hard communication. Germans would communicate in an unempathic, uh, hard way, um, are always on time or try always to be on time. And it's much about performance, status, milestones, deliverables, and um, to, to bring a hard performance on the, on the road. Um, so um, I, I would myself describe not as a typical German in that way. I'm not always on time. I don't communicate very hard. I feel some empathy indeed. And um, milestones and deliverables are not my first priority. And um, I always tell the people from the other countries, so um, we learn something about your categories, draws where you're put in, and we uh, and you learn something about our draws. And that's, uh, as, as uh, seeing it, uh, it's valid for all people in the country. It can never be true. Wow. So when you take when you take people out of the southern part of Germany and the northern part of Germany, if you would say them both, you are identical, you are the same, they would get angry to you and say, what? No, we have a completely different culture. We are completely differently educated. And even people who are living in the same city in different streets uh, would tell you, what dare you to say us? We are identical. No, no. Um, we are all individual, and um, that makes makes me bring to uh, to my view of the world. Don't put the people in too many drawers, just because you teach that people coming from there, looking like that, are male or female, whatever, um, behave this or this way. Um, learn to know the people on an individual level. Communicate with the people. And um, when you look behind, uh, be behind the face in the brain, uh, you will see that there are so many categories in addition that are, let me say, when you take this iceberg model that are below the waterline, uh, you cannot see them at first. What you see are the obvious things, perhaps from which country does anybody come from? Perhaps you see the gender. You see sexual identity, so you see color, you see age, you see physical things, physical disease, for example, or something else. When you look below the waterline, you uh, try to figure out how people have their values. What is their purpose of life defined by themselves? Um, what is their core belief for life? Uh, what are their experiences? How are they educated? How are they socialized? And so on. And what brought me to the idea to talk to Meredith today was in the headline of the podcast saying <laughs> the curious introvert. And I thought by myself, hey, to be introvert or extrovert is also such a category below the waterline speaking about not putting the people in those two extreme draws saying, are you introvert or are you extrovert? I think we are, no one is at zero or 100. No one is on the uh, black side, on the white side, on the old side, on the young side, on the female side, on the male side, in extremes. We are all anywhere in the middle of a scale at every dimension. And also over the time, it's changing. 
So perhaps I also have extrovert days and introvert days. And perhaps from minute to minute, and perhaps also depending to which people I speak and with which me people I communicate at the same time. Well, and some people um, alter the the things your pers- some things people alter perspective. So, like the benefit of being around people and not just. Um, I love that you say drawer because in the U.S. we call it we say box. So we say, don't put me in the box. But you know what? I kind of like drawer. So there, I might change that one. But it's not just our language that we can choose to tweak, but it's also the perspective that we gain through talking with other people, which is part of the reason I love what you talk about as far as perspective and the value that it brings, because you may be, for example, more introverted than personal example. That's me married my husband. He was more extroverted at that time. He's become a little bit more introverted, but he showed me through his life, the benefits of being slightly more extroverted of saying, yes, I'll go to that party. Even if maybe you're a little tired. Um, So he's really demonstrated to me how being an extrovert can benefit people. So, um, so I've adjusted myself to that. Yeah. Have you found that with your corporate training, the there's an added benefit of uh, being in Europe where there's so many cultures rubbing shoulders? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for each and every also product and service development. So uh, products and services a company wants to wants to create. It's always an added value to have a maximum of perspectives on this let me call it three-dimensional thing, product, service, whatever you want to create. To have a maximum of perspectives on it, to have a maximum of views on it, makes this product or service, what you want to create, more round and more sellable at the end. Um, You don't lose sites. And if you don't lose sites, you don't lose customer groups to sell it afterwards. You give a lot of talks on diversity, um, obviously for your work. Do you feel like it's a benefit being in Europe where you're shoulder to shoulder with so many diverse cultures that you're able to draw experience and training from? Absolutely. So it's an added value for the price and services you want to create as a company. So it's a clear economical advantage to make the products um, to have a view on the products from as many uh, perspectives as possible. Um, And it's an added value for the people working on it because they also get a broader view, a broader perspective on the world, on the thoughts of other people. It opens the minds. And as said, at the end, it's a clear economical uh, advantage um, when you have, uh, let, let me call this product or service you want to create, the three-dimensional product, you look on this three-dimensional object from a maximum of views and perspectives, and you don't lose perspectives means you also don't lose customer groups at the end to sell this product. Mm, that's interesting. I, I think when people hear, um, you know, oh, we're, we're going to go have a diversity talk and it's from a corporate stage, you know, people feel like that may be very um, uh, like theater, 
like the company doesn't really care for diversity. But from what you're saying, there's real bottom line advantages. So I think my question is, from your perspective, being in these uh, corporate situations a lot, what is what is the resistance to embracing diversity, even though it has very hard bottom line benefits? Yeah, it's um, it's in the head of everybody, um, of, of every single person. Um, we want to be around with persons that understand us. We want to be around with persons who are, let me say, quite similar to ourselves. And uh, to open this mind and to see um, how many additional perspectives, how many uh, additional uh, added value we can also have, um, Speaking to people with completely other views helps us to understand the world. And as also your uh, slogan um, says, we have the <laughs> same slogan. Surprisingly, we have the same slogan as one of our guiding principles. It's stay curious and grow. To be curious means growth also on a personal level. And we all want to develop on a personal level. We want that. We come to earth as children who are bystander curious. We want to learn new things. We want to learn new perspectives. We, um, we are open-minded to other people. And anywhere in our development, I don't know where in our education, we try to lose the curiosity. Why ever? And to get back this curiosity, and uh, to, uh, it means also to travel the world. Lots of education takes place when you communicate with other people in other cultures to understand the backgrounds, why some traditions are as they are, why some manners of, uh, of behavior are as they are. And um, it can also make a lot of fun um, to, to exchange the experiences with other people and to understand how the world looks through their eyes. Uh, we always say, try to walk in the other person's shoes. And that makes a, a huge educational step. Um, you see the world as the other person sees it. We can call it empathy. And uh, our personal development is very much, from my point of view, depending on how much we are going outside, how much we are communicating with others. Um, it's nice also to see what we talked about the different uh, diver uh, dimensions of diversity, to read about them in books, to study them, uh, to have intercultural trainings, that's all very interesting. And go to go to universities, to have exams, everything okay. But that's all uh, the, the theoretical part. And when you want to have the practical part, you have a lifelong learning, going outside, seeing other countries, um, seeing how really the life feels and smells for all the other people. That's so true. I love what you said about it's natural for us to gravitate towards people who are similar to us. So I don't, you know, people shouldn't feel bad about that. But as you said, when you live in a pattern of that, you miss out on all the, the fun and the perspective and um, all of the nuances that will really add value to your life. I love watching YouTube videos about different cultures and different places on the planet and what's going on and how people view things in different places. 
But um, for the listener or the viewer who um, doesn't have the opportunity to tra physically travel and go to those places other than YouTube, do you have any other um, hacks or recommendations that people can use to broaden their perspective of, through diversity? So we have uh, a big gift in this world called the internet. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> uh, we have the internet, we have media, and that's not only for playing games and uh, to be weird. Um, that that can, it can also make a lot of fun to be connected to people also over our electronical devices. And that can also make a huge education. Um, it's at the end, it's communication. All what we do also on social media, all we do uh, also uh, trying, to trying to use the streaming platforms, um, maybe the broadcast stations, but uh, the broadcast stations are at the moment um, a little bit overtaken by social media, <laughs> by the streaming platforms and so on. And, and this uh, huge gift we have to be connected um, even and especially in the corona crisis, uh, where we have to have a, a physical distance to each other. Um, there was a hashtag coming up in the corona crisis, perhaps also in the US, that was called social distancing. Mm -hmm. And I, I immediately thought, no, please, no social distancing. Yes, we want to have a physical distancing um, to prevent the virus from, from spreading. But while we have a physical distancing, we can have a social connection. And a social connection brings me also to our next topic. You already said it in the, in the intro, to resilience. So to be connected with other people over all borders, over all dimensions that could perhaps split us, overcoming those, and to be connected with other people on a bi-directional way, so um, a bilateral uh, connection to other people, and also to feel uh, a group feeling in our peer group makes resilient. And uh, this is not only esoterics; it's it's not only only um, yeah on a thought way. It's also quite chemical because uh, the love hormone we call it serotonin. Uh, the love hormone, we call it oxytocin. I always mix them up. Um, <laughs> and, and the hormone we get from, uh, from appreciation out of our peer group, the serotonin, um, have both uh, the chemical, um, the chemical um, ability to neutralize uh, cortisols. And cortisols are our stress hormone. And if those are able to neutralize our stress hormone cortisol, it makes us stress resistant. We call it resilient. Um, so to be connected to other people opens our minds, makes us more understanding for what diversity brings our society, ourselves, and also our economics, and makes us indeed resilient, um, makes us stress resistant. So let me call it, it's a wonder medicine. I would agree. I love that. That's so true. Maybe we need to think of a new hashtag. Hey everyone, just a quick interruption to show gratitude to our sponsors and give you some special deals. The UWF Historical Trust. We shoot the show at the Museum of Commerce and the Pensacola Museum of History. And it's not just an amazing step back into the 18 and 1900s. 
but it's an event space too. And because they love creative collaborations and have spaces for all party sizes, they're pretty much the perfect venue to make your event stand out. So if you need a unique space in downtown Pensacola, take a look at historicpensacola.org. And if you want to tour one of the 12 museums, get your tickets in person so you can show the agent one of my emails and get $2 off an adult ticket. Get emails by texting REAL to 66866. It seems like no one can agree on anything nowadays, but I have found the unifier to unite us all. Mosquitoes suck. Mine were so bad, they were in my car. Have you ever tried to swat a mosquito while driving? Not advised. Insect has been great because they guarantee their work and pollinator care is always top of mind. If you live in the Florida Panhandle or the Gulf Coast of Alabama, give them a call, ensec.net. I get messages all the time asking for help navigating a medical marijuana card. And it's always one of two problems. A, they don't know where to start, or B, they have their card but don't know what to do next. Enter Empathic Practice. If you're in Florida, they're a one-stop shop for your actual doctor visit, medical marijuana recommendation, and holistic support. If you're outside of Florida, even international, they offer cannabis coaching to help you dial in what will work for you. Check them out at empathicpractice.us. Now back to the show. Social connection. Oh, I like it. That's really good. <laughs> no, we find other cool hashtags also. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you said that it, um, off mic, you said it, it specifically creates conflict resilience when you have cultural perspective. Can you dig into that a little bit more? Because I feel like we have a lot of conflict going on. You said, you know, we have this wonderful thing called the internet and it's good and it's bad because there's a lot of conflict on the internet right now and we don't seem to be very resilient towards it. I know I could use some more resilience. Yes, that's indeed the case. So uh, scrolling through social media, especially Instagram, uh, you always see the, the nice pictures of everybody else at the beaches with uh, with great food and so on, and you can get jealous. Um, as I recognize uh, the, the American way of, uh, uh, of uh, abilities, from my point of view, there is a very much lower, uh, lower jealousy uh, than we have perhaps in Europe. Um, a lower Americans are less jealous than Europeans? Yeah. In okay. the, in the, I guess so, um, because from my personal point of view, there is a lower jealousy about uh, success, about money. Uh, there is a, an, a, an appreciation for people who are successful, who earned a lot of money and so on. Um, from my personal point of view, perhaps in Europe, perhaps in Germany, I don't know if it's, if it's this region, um, we have a higher state of, of jealousy, especially because of success and money. And, and that's perhaps also the case on social media when you see other people having a good life. So you can say having a good life is success, is perhaps also a result of having money. Um, you, you can afford it. Um, and we have to have a, a, a very much lower uh, jealousy about it. Um, that makes social media uh, bring us dopamines and bring us endorphins, um, bring us the uh, egoistic, let me call them egoistic hormones, 
to see other people's success, money, good lives, good food, beaches, and so on, and thinking, I'm not worth being there. I'm not worth having such a good life. And that's so, yeah, small-minded thinking this. Um, I also have this. Um, when I see all the day uh, great beaches and look out of my window and it's raining all the day, we have uh, we have not August at the moment, we have April. So <laughs> 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 um, it's in, in Middle Europe, we have a lot of rain in the moment at this moment. So I could also get jealous, but I'm happy for the other people because I try to what I said in the in the in the um, past minutes. I try to see the world and look to the world through the eyes of this other person. I try to feel how it could feel to walk in the shoes of this person. And I know exactly it's very great to walk through uh, warm sand at the beach. That, that's great. But I know that this person also has the same problems as everybody else. This person is also struggling with anything, has problems with anything. Um, you, you only see the one picture of the beach. You don't see the opposite of the picture where perhaps the landscape is not so pretty. You don't see it. And you don't see in the soul of this person. Perhaps this person really has, has struggles and problems that may be. And we all have struggles. And we all are posting in social media our best moments that we can take as photos. That, that's it. And so, uh, so to get to get also clear with it, what you said, the cultural differences to take as as conflict solutions. One of my really um, uh, most important things I, I want to highlight about that is always try to see the world through the eyes of the other person always try to take the perspective of the other person and to understand why is this person acting in the way that this person is acting at the moment? What's the deeper sense behind? What's the purpose that's driving this person? What's the values the person is following at the moment? And um, understanding this one level deeper than the obvious could help uh, to prevent also from uh, from um, from conflicts that that create at the end violence, and that's but, what we don't want to have. No, but I love that the perspective, especially social media perspective, can still be gained through social media, but through enhancing it with the perspective of empathy, through creating a broader, or as you said deeper, more layered narrative to what could be going on in that person's life. Um, some of my friends give me a hard time about this, but I'll create narratives about the people around me so that I'm not mean to them if they're acting stupid. So if somebody cuts me off in traffic, I'm like, oh man, I bet he really has to pee. I hate that. That sucks. Hope you find a bathroom, bro. And so it helps me not you know, want to yell at them, but the same thing can be done on social media about whatever you know, you're having internal conflict about. So I really see the connection now and how the, that middle glue, if you will, between observation, whether in real life and social and increased resilience, the glue is empathy. Yeah. And at the end of the day, um, take the social media platforms at the moment, especially in the times of our physical distancing as there the communication takes place in real life. 
at the end, at the end, behind every profile, behind every account, there is a human being um, feeling something, um, feeling appreciation, feeling disappreciation, um, feeling whatever. Um, so I, I, I always try to communicate with profiles like imagine that's a real person you're communicating with. How would you communicate with this person in real life? When this person would be uh, at your table, face to face, would I really communicate in such a, let me say, perhaps hard way? Or would I communicate also in this loving way? Um, would it be weird or would it be violent? Or how would it be in real life? Because as I said, at the end, my imagination is over the social platforms and over the internet, the real life of communication takes place like in the real life. Yeah. That's beautiful. So maybe humanize every situation as much as humanly possible. Yeah. Well, as but we don't wrap, overthink it, don't <laughs> overthink it. <laughs> well, as we wrap up, are there any more um, insights that you want to share with our audience about why they should continually seek out perspective and why they should do it through diversity when everything within their, I call it your lizard brain, the part of your brain that tried to keep you alive when you were a caveman, when your lizard brain is pushing you towards your tribe of comfort and familiarity, why should people seek outside of that? It has the three dimensions. The, the one dimension is the economic, the hard economic uh, reason. You create at the end with companies, you create with companies you work in better products and more sellable products at the end of the day for your customers. When you have a broader view on those three dimensional objects. The second is it's good for society and it's uh, at the end good for the direct people around you. You have uh, everybody of us has, uh, let me call it a circle of, um, of influence. Some circles of influence of some people are bigger, yours, and some, pe some people's circles of influence are smaller, perhaps mine. And um, if everybody um, behaves in their own circle of influence in an empathic way, uh, looking to the other humans, we can, if we all do so, we can make the world a better place altogether. I don't think I could have said it any better. That's so beautiful. I, I'm just so I was thankful for the internet that it connected us because that's what I try to communicate through this show. So it's, it's just so, I think, validating for my listeners and viewers out there who are trying to do the same thing. Um, because you really have to take an effort to go outside of these your circles. Even the algorithm feeds you more of what it thinks that you want. So you tend to have this recycled messages coming up. Um, but I'm so grateful that all the way in Germany that you happen to be working towards spreading this same message and that we were able to connect through the internet. So thank you so much, Marcus. How can people stay in touch with you um, on social or online if they want to um, hear more of your positive messages? 
So you will find me on nearly all the famous platforms uh, that you can imagine. So on LinkedIn and Instagram, these are my two favorite ones. You also find me on Twitter. You also find me on uh, yeah Facebook also. Um, perhaps you see also this on YouTube. Um, so if you, if you look for my name and perhaps Meredith uh, makes me the big favor to put some links uh, to my <laughs> profiles in the in the notes of this of podcast. Yeah, uh, always always try uh, try to get in contact with me. I will reply. I really will reply. Yes. <laughs> yes, you do. And can you say "stay curious and grow" in German to wrap us up? Okay. So I say two things, uh, stay curious and grow in German is um, bleibe neugierig und wachse. Love it. I'm not going to try it, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I want to say also a second thing. We talked about much about um, to be socially connected. And um, my purpose at the end, also my purpose of life and uh, the purpose of my life and the purpose of my job are matching together. Um, my purpose at the end is to connect people with each other and to be connected to people. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Marcus. I appreciate you so much. That's thank you. Yes. And thank you for being part of this show. And thank you for our contact, for our conversation. I really also very much enjoyed our pre-speeches together. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Awesome. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, you'll also like the one about cross-cultural dating. That's episode 68. Stay tuned next week when I talk with the Pensacola, Florida man about his journey from homelessness and addiction to now operating the only free rehab center in the Florida panhandle. Talk to you next week. <laughs>